Talk Radio 191 FM podcast. But right now on the line from which I can only imagine is Auckland City, I'm joined by Neil from Villainy Morena to you, Neil. Good morning, how you doing? I'm not too bad, mate, although it is a freezing cold in good old Otipoti to Needham right now, but you know, <laughs> finally winter has arrived. Well, um, we'll, we'll pretend that we don't have a South Island winter for at least like another couple of months. <laughs> oh, yes, you will experience and it in all its glory come July, right? Yeah, the deep yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm lo- always, always looking forward to kind of getting down and feeling what the rest of the country feels. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, it's, it's funny whenever um, bands from up north come down, I always ask them if they've ever seen snow before, and a lot of them haven't. I find that pretty bizarre in New Zealand. You know, it's not that hard. Not no, that hard. no, that's right, that's right. Anyway, um, you're coming down because you're playing a show in support of your album uh, Raised in the Dark, which is being released on the 12th, so the day before the show, which is now at Starters Bar, because you're just, you know, you're, you're too big for your own boots. Yeah, yeah, we sold out, um, I think we were playing 50 Grillers, which, mm. which, which, which is awesome. Um, we haven't played at that venue or Starters um, so it's like a, a new experience for us. But um, I think the last time we were down in Needham, we played the Cook, yeah, um, which was wicked. That's like an old legendary venue, and we've done a bunch of shows at, um, at Refuel as well. Um, I don't, is that venue still going? Oh yes, it is. It's called U Bar now. Ah, right, right. yeah. Um, I think um, one of, like one probably one of my favourite shows ever at Refuel was just like you know one of those rammed nights when no one could move, and um, it, it kind of had what I would imagine would have been like you know playing at like CBGB's in New York and like <laughs> in the 90s kind of vibe just like just absolute mania it was awesome yes well no doubt you'll get it at Starters Bar 2 still right in the depth of Studentville um, indeed yeah yeah yeah, 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 you know, yeah that's right that's right and it's actually owned by us uh, not Radio oh. 1 but our parent company OUSA so um, we're glad to have you there beautiful yeah yeah no we're really looking forward to it and um, you know being, being the, um, the the day after the record comes out it's pretty special for us um I think that's the third show on the tour, so we'll be um, we'll, we'll be chomping at the bit just to just to play and you know get the new songs heard. Third show is always the best show. That's what I hear. So um, that's good. I, I reckon we'll be sufficiently warmed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> despite your uh, southern cold. Yeah, yeah. Right. The last album, uh, Dead Sight, which uh, dropped in 2015, but since then um, you've been kind of drip feeding us uh, tracks, uh, including the title track uh, to the new album twice on to kind of like EP or maybe like single release with a couple of other tracks. Um, you know, the, the tease is great with you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's been kind of a long journey on this one. We started recording um, like end of 2016, I think it was that December, and um, we, we, we had these great intentions to like have the record out the following year, and um, it, it didn't work out that way because we just kept writing new tunes. So that was that was kind of you know the, the way we started releasing stuff was like well we've got this music and we're dropping it, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, but you know we kind of kind of wrapped it all up sort of last year and finally got the mixes nailed and, and now it's now it's a record which is awesome. That's great. So I mean, so you at the beginning of the process you had a bunch of songs that were going to be on the album and did you scrap some of them in, in favor of some new stuff that you had written? Did you? I get... think we I, I think we kept like the five or so that we tracked that in that session and then yeah we kind of set about writing. I think, you know, we, we were kind of like, oh, we need, you know, 15 more songs, but we ended up writing, like, 60 others. So, <laughs> um, and then you got to go through the process of culling your children and deciding which ones you want to stay alive. So, you know, yeah. it's always an interesting interesting process, and I'm sure anyone that writes, you know, music or anything like that will kind of know it. So, you get, you get attached to things, and you kind of have to stand back and figure out what's actually good. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and gone are the days of the B-sides too, which you could have released some of those tracks, I guess, as B-sides, but, you know, it's just not yeah, thing I mean, anymore. Yeah, I that, we, we did track, like, 16 or might have even been 18 songs, so, so there's a bunch of other, you know, other, other material out there, which is um, pretty much good to go, so um, I won't never say never on that. Yeah, good, good. Uh, you could be- become those, like, rare tracks that, you know, someone bootlegs somewhere or something like that yeah. in, in days yeah, in man. the future. <laughs> Which would be kind of cool, because we all love yeah. bootlegs. I mean, the bands don't necessarily love them, but, you know, bootlegs, are, I think, have always kind of been an important part of music, especially back in the 80s and the 90s. You know? oh, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I used to, like, when I was a kid, I used to, like, buy CD singles to, like, get the B-sides, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, um, you couldn't hear the stuff anywhere else, right? Like, the internet um, right. wasn't really where it is now, so you had to go and hunt it out. Oh, I remember all my Super Groove singles. No, yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> what, a, what a time to be alive. Yeah, and there's a, there's an old record shop in Dunedin called Disc Den, which has not changed in a billion years, and you can still find singles in there. Uh, awesome. they, they still sell them. It's great. Awesome. Awesome. I'll check it out. <laughs> uh, right. Um, like you released a video in April uh, for the track Dreams, um, which, um, which came out this year. Um, the video... Um, it's a bit of a piss take on the, you know, kind of like classic Duran Duran, um, you know, uh, George Michael-esque 80s um, style video. Was that a fun one to make? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I, I kind of think of it as like, as like an homage. Um, obviously, yeah, we had a bit of fun with it, but we pretty much set out trying to do um, a shot-for-shot version of Club Tropicana by Wham. Yeah. Um, which is like, I, th- I think it was like maybe the second video they ever did. Um and we were just talking to the director about, you know, ideas and approaches to what we could do, and that idea kind of popped out, and it's, yeah, it's an interesting video, because you kind of watch it, and, like, George Michael's this weird sex, sex symbol, um, but, you know, having, knowing what we know about him, like, it was, you know, he was he was obviously going through some stuff, so, um, yeah, we, we thought it was kind of an interesting thing to tackle, and um, I think we I think we did a, a reasonably good job, if you, if you can be bothered pulling them both up on YouTube, um, it gets pretty close, so yeah, we're really happy. No, it was very good. Finally, you mentioned George Michael, but no one ever mentions Andrew. This is true. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Andrew. We, yeah, we, we, we had to think, we were like, we were like okay, so who's, who's going to play the people? And obviously, we're a four piece, and, and yeah, they were a two piece, so it was kind of interesting trying to pick the roles. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we get away with it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It was good to watch, actually. I really enjoyed that one. Um, and, and you know that song. You know the the good thing about your kind of music uh, is the fact that you you can play around with a lot of different sounds because and, and that's the way hard rock really is because you can you can go really hard, you can go quite thrashy, and you can go quite um, minimal, like kind of melancholy uh, rock as well. Um, and, and, and that track, um, you know, is is worlds apart from a couple of your others especially totally. yeah especially raised in the dark so i mean is it is it the kind of thing you enjoy and is it is a great challenge for the band being out you know moving between the different um ways that that kind of uh music can move yeah yeah absolutely i mean um you know obviously we're a rock band but i think you know we want to we want to be able to explore you know the edges of different genres and what we can be within that um you know with this record you know we all listen to like a lot of kendrick and stuff like that to kind of explore different ways to approach groove and that sort of thing and um the bands that i grew up, you know like i was saying buying you know cd singles like those are all the pumpkins records you know and that, yeah that's a band which like could do that thing and that's um i think that's you know for me anyway like that's important i want to i want to hear you know and be able to show like 
what an artist can do regardless of the genre they're playing rather than like sitting inside a box so the, the more we can do with that the better for sure yeah oh yeah well pumpkins are a classic example of that i mean forget even melancholy and infinite sadness which just went so many different ways even hmm. on Sammy's dreams you got mayonnaise and then you've got Jared brock right and they're two polar polar opposites Oh, yeah, I yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I think at the core, you just have great tunes, and yeah. like, I think it's the other, you know, the, the more songs are right, the more the more you realise, like, it's it's a lot of it's in the presentation, um, and, you know, a great song will work 50 different ways. Yeah, that's right. Um, tape on the face, comfortable? Ah, uh, you know, you kind of get used to it. It's, it's <laughs> the hard part's pulling it off. That's when all the hair starts coming out, you know, your, your eyebrows are pulling out and um, all that kind of fun stuff, so, and mate, if, if you commit to it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The album itself, um, you know, it drops in, in in well just under two months. Um, how do you go about writing your material? How do you how, how do you work that? And um, and then what is the band's you know? Because this will be your third album now. Are, are you taking more of a, a front seat when it comes to production work as well? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, with this one. You know, we wrote so many tunes, and it was kind of just like. Um, we'd get into the room and just throw something at the wall and, and see if we were all kind of vibing on it and then pretty much just, you know, knock it out in like half an hour and then forget about it and come back to it like, you know, a few months later and that's pretty much how most of these tracks came about and then we just kind of would get into the studio and listen to 20 songs in a row and go, oh yeah, that one's cool, that one's cool or that one's cool but we need to get rid of 80% of it, you know. <laughs> um but it was, it was it's it's a cool process and like it's fun to kind of be like a bit more a bit more savage and brutal and um you know just really kind of figure out what what's good in there and I think there's that, there's that whole thing with like you know when you're when you're band starting out you know doing your first record you have your whole life to write it right so like yeah um, on our third it's kind of you know you, you become a little less precious about what you're doing and, and just try and you know create the best shit you can and kind of fast too because you don't have a lot of time. That's right. Speaking of, um, you know, you mentioned bands starting out in your first record. Next year will be your 10 years. I guess so. I have, that hasn't actually dawned on me yet. That's kind of scary. <laughs> that's a decade, <laughs> mate. That's a decade. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, like it's a hard slog being in a band and, like, you know, doing any form of music. So, um, yeah, no, it's really cool to, like, to be sitting on our third record and, and, and still be enthusiastic about it. And, you know, we have no intention of slowing down. That's fantastic. That's what we want to hear. All right, and you know, Janine's really looking forward to seeing you. I know that. Um, you, well, you mentioned that show at Refuel, but I know there's a huge amount of fans. And if you look at uh, all the stuff online and all the comments on Facebook and, and the like, there's a lot of people saying, "Can't wait to see you in Dunedin." Dunners, this, Dunners, that. So you're looking forward to coming down. And what are we going to see from you lot this time round? Um, look, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna bring a full show. We haven't done a headline tour for like two years so mm-hmm. this is you know this is a real opportunity for us to get out and play you know like a, a 90 minute you know ish style set um pulling out like obviously a whole bunch of new tracks um and hopefully digging into some of the old ones as well um and yeah i mean you know we're, we're bringing like a proper production on the road so we're hoping to put on you know a really awesome visceral performance and i think you know like Dunedin has always shown up and and got involved in the show and we don't want to like and we're not a show shoegaze band. We're not going to stand there and expect you to stare at us for you know two hours. It's 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 an interactive gig, so you know we want you to come down, and get involved, and um, I think I think you know that's what rock music is kind of about. Like we want you to leave feeling a bit battered, and you know with your ears ringing. Like you know, it's 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 a night out, and it's a night out to kind of become you know become part of the show with us, not, not just to um, you know 
not just show up. Well, that's what we like to hear. All right, so the, the, like we said before, the venue has changed. You moved to Starters Bar, um, and all that will be coming out over the next uh, couple of days, I guess, because the other show had sold out. Yeah, yeah, I think tickets go on sale today or tomorrow. Maybe just keep checking our website. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, because at the moment it says currently no tickets available. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> so just, wait, just wait a little bit. Just wait a little bit. You can go to ticketweb.co.nz um, for those tickets to go and see you lot at um, Starters Bar. Amazing. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us this morning, Neil. Awesome. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Can't it's, wait. Yeah, brilliant. It's been a pleasure having you on. We're going to play the title track off the upcoming album now. Have, awesome. a, have, have yourself a wonderful day, and we'll see you in... Um, in July the 13th. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking forward to getting down. See you soon, Dunedin. Sweet. Cheers, bro. Right. Thank you. All right. That was Neil from Villainy. The band are coming to Dunedin off the back of, well, just off the back of their latest album, which was released on the 12th of July. They'll be here on the 13th of July. It's called Raised in the Dark. You'll be able to find it everywhere. Here is the title track off the album now. You're on the one. Radio 191 FM, the Otago Museum Breakfast Show. was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.